Hey, this is Justin in post-production uh, again. So, like the last two episodes, we recorded this episode a while ago, so the goddamn news is not very current. Since we've recorded this, we have uh, entered what historians call the cool zone, and that means there's probably some more important things for y'all to do with your money than give it to us to get bonus episodes. So... Again, for the duration of the protests for George Floyd and against police brutality, you can donate to any of the charities listed below. They're mostly bail funds. And send us the receipt via Twitter, DM, or email, and we'll send you the link to the bonus episodes, you know, instead of you all having to donate to our Patreon. You can also donate to our Patreon, though, if you want. Um, now, so far, you all have raised over $5,000 for bail funds across the country which I guess really means that podcasting really is praxis. Also, I split this episode in half because I'm sick of uploading two-hour podcasts, and I'm sure y'all are sick of listening to them. So part two of this episode will be out next week. I'm, I'm now recording again okay. for the second time. So I am all... also recording. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Well, There's Your Problem, uh, a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. Where and two introductions. Two introductions, because <laughs> yeah. we forget to tell our guests that they need to record their voice individually, because um, we're fucking morons. Uh, I love to right. host a podcast, but also come on your podcast and ruin it. This podcast is unruinable. No, if there's ruining to be done, we've already done it. You're fine. <laughs> I'm... Justin Rosniak, I'm the person who's talking right now, um, and uh, my pronouns are he and him, and that, that's the introduction for me. Oh yeah, uh, Alice Caldwell-Kelly, my pronouns are she and her, and I'm also on a podcast called Trash Future, which you can listen to, you should do that. I am William Anderson, uh, my pronouns are he and him, uh, I am on Twitter at OldmanAnderson. Uh, I don't know. I've, yeah, that's it. That's all, that's just, just start, line, just start a podcast so you have something to introduce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm working right? on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. And, I'm working on it. And we, we have a special guest. We have a special guest today. We have we have Joe Kasabian. We have Joe Kasabian hey. from the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast. And also, uh, thanks for having me. Author oh, of pleasure. books. Yeah, it's a great yes. podcast. Which you should you. absolutely go out and fucking buy right this yeah. second. Yeah. Buy, buy the books. is incredible. Go buy it, or I will come to your house, and I won't wear a mask to do it. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll, come, you'll come to the house and you'll spit dip at them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think the they just call that actually. Texas marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like that. So, <laughs> on the screen... Also, on the screen, yeah, you, need in front to, of you us, need to do the slideshow also. Yeah, yeah. On the screen in front of us, you will see a tunnel, right? Mm. You see, it looks like you know, a big, generously sized tunnel. It's got a picture of a guy on top. I'm not sure who that guy is. Yeah, uh, I, I can't make him out. It, it looks like a kind of like a fucked up Trotsky, but I'm sure it's not. Uh, I think since it's in the Northeast, it's probably Muhammad Shah Massoud. Ha, ah, uh, okay. That'll do Although, it. Isn't Masood, wasn't Masood like a big beard guy, though? That guy looks clean-shaven to me. No, he's got a beard, doesn't he? Uh, it, he, he, had a pretty got neat, a beard. he had a pretty neat beard, I think. Huh. 
Okay. Well, either way, very ominous looking hole here. Uh, with a nice with a nice Mercedes truck outside it, which before recording we were arguing about whether it was a Unimog or not. It's clearly not. It's like an Actros. Okay, but well, like, I'm sorry. Awesome. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I, I also drew like the outline of how big the tunnel actually is. This is a ruse out here, right? Ah, yeah. Yeah. I see. The the tunnel is shockingly small. I've <laughs> I've had the uh, the the wonderful pleasure of transiting through this d dark, ominous hole probably close to sixty to a hundred times. Ooh, wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should also say that before we get going, we are drinking Old Crow for you, Joe. Oh, I am I am so thankful for that. I'm glad I can share with everybody the uh, the drink that I discovered on accident because I only had five dollars in cash and their debit oh, machine was down. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm I'm I am I am back on my maker's mark shit as it is now the month of Shawal, so I am not like sinning as much by doing this. Yeah, just, so just sinning a little. They're owned bit, by the same but... company, so Beam Centauri, get uh, get at us, please. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we want like what we want is we want the like NASCAR overalls that are covered in sponsors, but we just that wear is, them uh, while we're probably, podcasting. Yes, absolutely, what I want. I will. I will record in a fire suit if I have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But like, Hell it yeah. has a bunch of logos on there. That's to protect yeah. us in case our takes are too hot. <laughs> I uh, I sent out emails to multiple different sponsors back when I was looking for them for my show, and Old Crow is actually the only one that uh, answered me back, and it was an emphatic no. <laughs> <laughs> Not supporting the troops, you hate to uh, see. Yeah, exactly. I know it's, it's, yeah. it's a tra it's a tragedy. All right. <laughs> Speaking of hot takes, today we're going to talk. Wow, my door just shut itself. I, I love it yeah, when it well, does that. It does that. Now. Can you still yeah. hear the weed whacker? Uh, no, I can't hear the weed wagger. Today we're going to talk about the Salang Tunnel Fire, which is a big fire that happened in a big tunnel in Afghanistan uh, hmm. in, in uh, 1982, right? All right. I'll, I'll bite. What's <laughs> Afghanistan? What's Afghanistan? <laughs> I, well, I've been told it's a land of contrast. It is a land of contrast. I just wanted to just start like, by saying yeah. um, this... Uh, <laughs> Just starting, just starting the podcast where we read from the CIA World Factbook for an yeah. hour. Yeah. Uh, the, the GDP of Afghanistan is the uh, definition yes. of unforgiving step is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some so, some call it the graveyard of empires. Hope you like goat pants. Uh, so yeah, this podcast is dedicated to the brave Mujahideen <laughs> fighters oh, of Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you were going with that, and yeah, amazing. Yeah. Anyway, also the, the GDP of Afghanistan is five hundred and twenty dollars and ninety cents per capita. It's not That's very a much. Whole Xbox. That's an Xbox. That's, That's true. Xbox. That's true. Xbox Every Afghan citizen could buy, on average, an Xbox. All right, so. If Oh. We've we've solved this shit. I have done more to advance the cause of counterinsurgency than David Petraeus has in his fucking life by being like, why don't we just give every Afghan an Xbox? A UBI, but for Xboxes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Don't worry I mean, I, that you don't have food or healthcare, yeah, but we or, have or this like Xbox. electricity to power it. But like you get this box. I mean, no, like I, I think diesel generator, baby. Somebody did work out, like, uh, I, I think it was the straight dope column from the Chicago Reader way back in the day, worked out that the amount the US spent prosecuting the Vietnam War start to finish, for that amount you could have given every citizen of Vietnam, like, $3,000. And it's like, yeah, 
pretty good. Probably would have done a lot more, but who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's matter. true. That'll do it. So, anyway, but before we move on to the subject of today's podcast, we have to do the goddamn news. <laughs> do you like our news stinger? It's amazing. Uh, All right, so, yeah, let's do some news. <laughs> you I, dumb fucks. <laughs> I need to log out of Steam because it put a thing. What? Yeah, I put a thing in the corner. Anyway, we're back. All right, so, yeah, so a, a bunch of... Uh, all of America's <laughs> opening up, even though coronavirus is still happening, and now everyone's going to the pool and like sneezing on each other. Yeah, like, this coughing. is Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. You ever been to Lake of the Ozarks? Never. All right, so let me I tell you not. about my one experience at Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> okay. so I went there when I was not quite 21. And it's the best way I can describe it is if Venice. Exclusively, were a frat party. <laughs> Venice, <laughs> Venice, the just, city in Italy, rather than yeah, Venice Beach. Yes, okay, yes, and just I think there's a contingent of people who basically just live there and never stop drinking. Huh. Uh, I you, I thought I, that was just Missouri. That is, yeah, Lake of the Ozarks is just absolutely buck wild. Uh, the Ozarks are probably my favorite place in America, but this place is just absolute unforgiving hell. Awesome, love it. Yeah, I've never been that drunk in my life. I just, I didn't know if up was that. I just didn't know. Yeah. So because of these shitheads, right, there's going to be rolling lockdowns forever, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, like, it definitely seems that way. Like, I live in Washington State, and we have those fucking gun-toting idiots take over Capitol buildings and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they think it's going to be, like, the, the, the boogaloo, right? The fucking, right. like, Turner Diary <laughs> yeah. shit. And everybody likes to think of this area as like super progressive, but there's like a, a ton of fucking Nazis here. Uh, mm. But like almost immediately after that, because you know, our state capital is Olympia, there's a news story that comes as like mysterious COVID outbreak in the Olympia area. <laughs> Weird. Uh, like fucking mysterious. Yeah. I just I just noticed something. Is the goddamn news banner getting lower resolution every episode? Right? <laughs> I. I I, you know, I mean, I keep copying it from the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Perfect. That might, that yeah, might be official. the reason. That's how you know it's official. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the logical endpoint: is we do a show that is one pixel, and it just, like, it changes color occasionally. <laughs> the shade of beige. This is like a different shade of beige. <laughs> God, why, is, why is everything in that image so... Pink, like <laughs> no, it's, on, it's only one pixel. Yeah, oh yeah, that'll do it. You sent me this image. You can't complain I, about it. I, lit <laughs> I literally did, but like, I'm I'm still gonna complain about it because like the the health consequences in melanomas alone. I just like I feel like I can hear this image, and the noise that it makes is a sizzle. It's the sound of when you scoop in a spoon to a mayonnaise jar and just flop it on the counter. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. In other news, um, so Elon Musk was supposed to shoot some astronauts in space today. Shoot some uh, astronauts in space. Oh, into space. Just gonna go up there gonna, with a gun. Gonna go up there with a gun. He's gonna shoot up the International Space Station. Uh, nowhere uh, is safe again. from mass shootings, I guess. No, he was gonna. The blazing was, new trails. 
Uh, th- oh, there was supposed to be a, a launch today with some astronauts to send them to the International Space Station on one of Elon Musk's rockets, but they had to scrub the launch due to bad weather. So we don't know if he's going to kill them or not. That's yeah. scheduled for May 30th now. Maybe we can ask We're future. Gonna... You can ask future me. Uh, yeah, future Justin, how did this go? And we'll just leave a pause. Bob and Doug did, in fact, make it to space successfully on May 30th. Congrats to Bob and Doug. Open up uh, Elsinore for me, I guess. All right. So, whatever <laughs> I said is what happened, because Damn. I have knowledge uh, uh, of the future. A, a shocking portent of things to come. Yes. So I really want to know who they drafted for the Tesla space program. <laughs> well, I think it's NASA guys. Yeah, it's right? NASA but guys. Like, yeah, there's like actual just competent like, oh, of guys. Th- they've contracted out. So like you, that experience of like looking around you and realizing that you're <laughs> sitting on a bunch of hydrazine, but like every component is contracted out to the lowest bidder, just got a little bit more obnoxious because now you can be like, yeah, that, but also the guy who's ultimately responsible for all of this is like, Tweeting and like tweeting Rick and Morty shit. <laughs> yeah, that's like it, there's nothing more American uh, than like because uh, most NASA people are in the military than them being kind of like subletted over to some death contractor to put slap some rockets on them. <laughs> like it'll probably work out fine. Like I, I remember a friend of the show, Nate Bethay, uh, also of um, Hell of a Way to Die and Trash Future, was talking about one of the times, one of the first times he got really disenchanted with the military was the helmet scandal in Afghanistan. Oh where, right, yeah, yeah. Well, they literally they they found that a bunch of uh, like quote unquote protective helmets were just like filled with dust because <laughs> they were made they were made by prison labor and, a, and just they'd just been like yeah no we'll put some like grade A like circus dust in here or something. <laughs> the, the fucking circle of American contractors is complete if you can get the pipeline. It's it's the Ouroboros of death labor. It's like it's like you've been you've been being sent up to space on Russian rockets for the past like nine years now or whatever, and uh, now we're gonna put you on Elon Musk's Grover rocket. I don't know if this is better or not. Yeah, you you can play Tetris on the console. It's cool. Oh my god! It's the only rocket of all time fueled by burning (laughs) workers from the factory. Just keep shoveling them in, boys. I I can't wait to go to space based on prison labor. Some guy on the. some guy on the bottom of the rocket has to like spin the rocket motor by hand, <laughs> oh, like God. it's an old airplane, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just no, it's <laughs> fucked. I mean, the thing about the, like the Soyuz, right? The Soyuz is it smells weird and it like destroys your back and like they have to fit you into this weird foam seat the whole time, but it doesn't really explode. That's one thing you can say for it. Uh, we don't know if we can say that for the epic bacon rocket yet. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. It's absolutely amazing that nobody's batting an eye like an apartheid South African billionaire is like, fuck this, I'm going to space. <laughs> like, oh, god damn it. He calls people pedophiles, and people are like, don't yell at him, that's how you get supervillains. I'm like, the dude's already a supervillain, and yeah. honestly, I'm fine if the United States government and all its might just <laughs> just laser laser rockets or whatever, right Elon Musk's dumb face. Parody, parody in my just, just does 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 some Avengers shit Dude, to I'm him. I'm so yeah. fucking tired of hearing about Elon Musk. I think that's it. Is that it's just everything the guy does sucks, and everything he does is exhausting. And I'm just like, 
dude, fuck, you have, like, a newborn kid and $36 billion. Just fuck off and go away. Please. Yeah. It's it's amazing that every time he tweets out something that like causes like fifty billion dollars in Tesla stock shitting out the door, all of his defenders are like, "Please, sir, I just lost my life savings." <laughs> well, like my favorite my favorite genre of that is the guy who like buys a Tesla, like the Tesla evangelist who finally gets one, and then ats him because he's like responsive on Twitter or whatever to be like, "Hey, uh, all of the doors just fell off of my car. <laughs> is this normal?" And like five hundred thousand nerds all just go no fuck you you're using it wrong why did you try and open the doors everybody knows not to do that <laughs> i, I saw like one the other day that the steering wheel fell off <laughs> <laughs> like good that's what you get you bought a car from fucking apartheid it's, willy wonka yeah, this is what you it's, get. A, it's, it's a defense mechanism right the steering wheel falls off as a sacrificial measure to stop it from like the auto drive slamming you into a truck it's like when an iguana drops its tail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. That steering wheel is going to grow a second Tesla. I like the. I like that. <laughs> That's uh, horrifying. The, the state of California made him get rid of the numbers in his kid's name. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Standing. Yeah, they're, they're taking away your number. And giving you a name. It's, it's amazing that it's coming from California because, like, the the the, the governor kind of looks like if a real doll came to life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a le Gavin Newsom is like a less charismatic booter judge to me. Like, oh god, <sighs> oh my god, and much like yeah, most of his supporters are, are are or most of his donors base is probably pretty racist and from LA, so yeah, that just tracks. Just a thousand Ed Bucks. Awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. We gotta we gotta get onto this. It's a weapon actual... of mass destruction. There are no good pen alumni. I just want to say yeah. that. That's, the, that's on... the goddamn news. Yeah. Alright. So let's get on to our actual subject today. We're gonna start by asking what's a tunnel? Um it's it's a thing that like is probably the reason why my Transport Fever 2 games never load. Yeah, it's it's Wow. Huh. Is it a big hole in the ground? It's a hole in the ground. It's a hole. Tesla yeah. okay. firing device. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a thing that some school children can get stuck in, and then when you go in to rescue them, Elon Musk calls you a pedophile. <laughs> no, that's a cave. It's different. Okay, what's, wh okay. what's the difference? What, although, what makes it a tunnel? Although, there is natural tunnel in Virginia, which is a cave that they built a railroad through, because they could. Huh. It's just gotta transport those slaves somehow. Yeah. I mean, the, the shitty thing is you're on the train, you just get attacked by like Morlocks or whatever. You've got to have like an axe in there. I, don't, I think the train can just run them over. It's like I a mean, big, you, you'd hope, know. but like there's clearly some Morlocks are going to like swarm the train, like jump up onto the side of the engine and stuff. It's the death train from Final Fantasy VI. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, tunnels, hole in the ground that you can go through. Um, so you can go through a thing instead of around the thing or over the thing, which is sometimes impractical. Like maybe you may have a canal. Canals are not good at uh, going up hills, as it turns out, because water. I mean, you could build nine thousand locks that each take fifteen minutes and a lot of like cranking a big wheel to work. Yes, or you could build a tunnel. Hmm. <laughs> to get through like one small hill. Yes. That seems like it could be a bad idea sometimes. Yeah, I mean, well, apart from anything else, it's it's scary and also like it's dark in there. Just generally, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. 
I think if you're gonna like build stuff, you should not do it underground because underground is like full of Morlocks and like possibly like flooded salt mines full of fish. We don't know. No. Um, mole, mole people gotta watch out. Mole, mole people, people. Mole. Yeah. especially mole in New York people. City. Yeah, the the, the non MAGA kind what? of chud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I always so, forget that's where that originated. Do, do, do you think the like non MAGA kind of chuds are mad at like chuds for culturally Cultural appropriating? Appropriate. Yeah, it's chud erasure. They're not trying to do a race war. They're just trying to eat some fucking people. Yeah, right. They 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 just want to be left alone and eat some people. They don't they don't want to do no any Turner Diary shit. Yeah, no no subterranean chud ever called me a slur. <laughs> <laughs> another another thing that tunnels are good for is trains because trains can't hmm. go up hills. They're a little bit better at it than canals, but not so much uh, as um. Just, um... Mooting the existence of a train lock, where you like you winch up the rails in a big box. Yes, that existed. <laughs> yeah. I, it, Warner, Herz Warner Herzog's favorite mode of transportation is <laughs> winching things up hills. That's the true. Yeah, Waterloo and City Line in London uh, used to have a train elevator at the end at Waterloo Station. And that's what? how the, that rules. That's how they that would take amazing. the uh, cars out of the system for servicing. Huh? It's yeah. like a steampunk death trap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Glasgow subway just used a tr <laughs> like a crane. They just run it to like an uh, an overground <laughs> bit, and then just pick the car up with a crane and dump it in the in the like depot. I believe they called it an Armstrong lift. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Intriguing. I've never heard of a train <laughs> elevator before. No, oh. they were real. Uh, huh. so, but one of the things which is annoying about tunnels is some chuckle fucks decided to be good to put cars in them too, right? Uh, what, what's that thing we always say? Train good, car bad? Yes. Well, I'm American, what's that mean? <laughs> I, great, now I need to like try to find a way to express train good, car bad with smaller words. <laughs> the, the closest thing I had to public transit growing up was like a fucking monorail in the middle of Detroit. Rules? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got Springfield. The people hmm. mover is good. It just needs more transit around it to make it work. Mm. That's that's another yeah. story. I could rant on that for a while. Uh, it's also it's like the most vaguely it's named an mode of transport, just to call it the people move. Like, <laughs> yeah, I sure hope it do. Oh, I like that. It sounds vaguely sinister. All right. So, why are road tunnels bad? Car tunnels, right? And the reason is that, unlike a train or a canal boat, people who drive cars are morons and they crash into each other. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're all fucking dumbasses. Yeah, they, they don't make you. They make you pass one test to drive a car, as opposed to like fifty to drive a train. I haven't driven a car in seven years, and I am fully licensed to just get in a car right now and crash yeah, into and a yet telephone you never pole. Do. And yet no, you never do. Nobody, nobody is counting the hours that you spend driving. Uh, no, nobody yeah. is like testing your knowledge of like the routes that you're driving on. <laughs> Nobody's yes. inspecting your car, so if you can get onto the road, you're gonna end up driving it with everybody else, even though it's held together with like duct tape and corkscrews. <laughs> That's me, baby. So, now, when there's a fire in a tunnel, it's very dangerous, right? Because you know you get um you get a fire that produces heat. The heat has nowhere to go, right? Because the tunnel's surrounded by rock and crap on all the sides, right? Um, yeah. 
So, you know, and as heat increases, you get the this thing called paralysis happening to all the materials which are near the fire. That's where it like it's not combusting, but it's being broken down into simpler chemicals. And those chemicals mm. can vaporize and fly up in the air, right? And if you reach most of those chemicals are fairly flammable, right? So as as these chemicals build up in the air, eventually you reach some flash point. And that's when you have a, a flash over, when suddenly you go from having not a lot of fire to a lot of fire. Yeah, well, uh, what was the episode that we talked about flashovers? That um, was the King's Crossfire. King's Cross, King's yeah, Cross. of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, very bad. Um, very, very not good. And like, uh, because it's a you know, it's one enclosed space. It doesn't just like stop there, right? You don't. It doesn't burn through one room. It's one tunnel. Yeah, and of oh, course, yeah. there's a whole bunch of because everyone's trying to drive through the tunnel because it's convenient. There's a lot of sources of fuel. So then you have to figure out how do we evacuate people, which is difficult if it's a long tunnel, right? So yeah, they made that whole movie with um, Sylvester Stallone about it, where he's like, uh, I I think he like volunteers to go into the collapsed tunnel, and like it's like the Lincoln Tunnel or the Holland Tunnel, uh, and like he like tries to lead people to safety. It's a dog shit movie. Uh, hi highly recommend it. The collapse is the last thing you need to worry about. <laughs> mm. There's so many bad things that can go wrong, which are so much more likely. <laughs> yeah, but 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 if it collapses, then you might see a fish. Oh fuck! <laughs> don't, don't don't I just I look, look, I don't you know I just I don't want to see him. I just don't want to see him. I, just, I fucking hate looking at them, man. And like one of the things that. This extends to like I just don't like the taste of fish by and large. And my girlfriend's dad, my girlfriend's dad always makes salmon, and I'm like, oh, like that's a nice meal, and like I appreciate you making it. Uh, and I, I just he's like, oh, I made salmon, and I'm like, uh, but but what if you didn't? What if you made any other thing instead of salmon? Please, the I'm movie, the movie is Daylight, 1996. Oh yeah. Oh, Fuck. I do remember that movie. Yeah. Starring Sylvester Stallone, Viggo Mortensen, actually. Um, yeah, no, incredibly bad movie. Uh, but like, yeah, highly recommend it. Alright, so, um, that means if you're trying to build a tunnel for cars, right, you need to have a bunch of, you know, means of egress, right? So like, you know, there's mm. a door on the side of the tunnel, you can evacuate here. Although I don't know how, you gotta climb over this, like, fence here, I don't know why that's there. Yeah, right. and don't so, they usually have like a bunch of like evacuation rooms where you like you wait it out with an air supply like a mine? Yeah, uh, you you, then, you yeah. If, especially if you're like digging something real deep or underwater, you might not be able to have evacuation shafts. You might have to, you know, just say, "All right, go in this room, wait for your car and all your possessions to burn up, uh, and then wait a little bit longer for the air to disperse, and then come back out." Um, another thing which yeah. is a problem is that car tunnels need a lot of ventilation because, you know, cars are powered by a series of very small explosions, right? <laughs> yep. Which creates carbon monoxide. So not as not, cool as it sounds, weirdly. If, <laughs> if you're not ventilating the tunnel constantly and there's a traffic jam or something in there, then the carbon monoxide builds up. And then everyone, you know, goes to sleep and doesn't wake up. <laughs> you don't have to ventilate a train tunnel that much. Something that was like uh, made clear to me by a video that I saw of a German like heritage steam train just on regular mainline track, 
uh, like for the, like once every ten years, it comes past level crossing out of this tunnel, and the next five minutes after it comes out is steam coming out of the tunnel in like huge clouds, so you can't see anything. That was like <laughs> that was a problem with steam trains, right? Is if you <laughs> stalled out in a tunnel in a steam train, that was not a good situation. Like it was on a grade. Like that was the rule with steam trains was you cannot stop in the tunnel for any reason. Sweet. Wasn't there also- didn't you also have to close the firebox, because if you left it open going into a tunnel, it would just suck all of the, like, guts out of the engine? It would- it would suck everything in, yeah, pretty bad. I don't remember if it was that, or the fire would blow out. One of the huh. two things, I don't know. Steam engines rule. There's just- <laughs> there's so much that can go wrong there. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that as a bonus episode, the steam locomotive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, the, if you have like a diesel train, it's less of a problem. If you have an electric train, it's not a problem at all. And of course you got the piston effect, which is where the train is just occupying so much of the cross section of the tunnel. It just naturally ventilates the whole thing because it just shoves the air forward. Yeah. it's why you can feel and, a subway train coming before it does. Yes. Well, so, you know, you have regular ventilation to get the carbon monoxide out of the tunnel. You have emergency ventilation to really do rapid air changes if there's, um, you know, an actual fire in the tunnel. This is where, you know, counterintuitively, you actually want to feed more air in to where the fire is. Because <laughs> mm, it'll just, it'll, it'll it, like, eat the air in, like, in the tunnel so quickly that it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly, right? So... Anyway, Again, what, my working knowledge here is entirely based off of one terrible Stallone movie. I think there was like a Hong Kong movie where like they reused the same plot, where it's like a a tunnel collapse, but like they do fuck. that. But they do that in uh, Independence Day. Well, it's not a collapse. Really? There's just like, uh, isn't an alien fighter like shooting through a tunnel or something at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's the twenty seven. The, the Hong Kong one is Shockwave with Andy Lau, which is a way better Ow. movie. Yeah, right. They got they really got the talent for that one. But he's like a he's like a bomb squad guy, and then I think they like bomb the Hong Kong China tunnel. I I don't. I've never watched these movies. Well, 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 welcome to movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get all my tunnel information from Sylvester Stallone, so that's good. This is all tra fully tracking. Yeah, the true American hero, baby. All right, so, thesis statement. Don't build car tunnels, build train tunnels. Make people get out of their cars and onto a train if you need to build mm. a tunnel. Yes. Or yes. just drive the cars onto the train like the channel tunnel. Uh, that's true, yeah. You can, you can even the train do that. was the cars. One one car at a time specifically. <laughs> ah, Mr. Musk has joined the chat. <laughs> I'm just here for the billions of dollars in investment. <laughs> <laughs> so, the other thing we have to talk about is Afghanistan. Ah, this outline looks familiar. Yeah, it's it's like this big kind of triangle. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> here here's Kabul right here. Um. Oh, here's Kandahar, where the hooligans live, I have heard. Um, <laughs> Kandahar <laughs> FC. I, I, I've, heard, I've heard that they've, they've all gone extinct. <laughs> um, so, it's a big country, it's got lots of mountains, you can see, you know, mountains in the middle, Hindu Kush mountains. Um, it's landlocked, so there's no ports, right? You can't get a big ship anywhere in here, because there's no sea, right? Uh, yeah, that is typically a problem. And we're back to the, the Werner Herzog again. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just you want to get a ship into Carvor, you have to carry it over a mountain by hand. <laughs> we, no one's entirely sure why America invested in the Afghan Navy, but they had a fun time doing it. Yeah, a five hundred billion dollar grant to like develop Afghan naval competence. Hell yeah, it's Landlocked ro- uh, aircraft carrier. I'd like yeah, that. Robinson Crow, the fucking aircraft carrier over the Hindu Kush. <laughs> Historically, the Silk Road went through Afghanistan, right? Yeah, that's why it has a bunch ways. of like fancy mosques and stuff still. Yeah, exactly, right? You know, they got uh, all all the fun stuff from China went to Rome and back and forth and you know all that stuff. Well, and and Europe and and whatever. That the, it was it was a thing, right? So they yeah. they had a bunch of trade going through here. This is like the difficult bit. You had to hike over the mountains and crap. So, you know, yeah, you which means to- it's easy to control, which means you can make yourself shove it and then you can be like, I'm going to build a gigantic minaret for my own edification and whatever. And then you can kick empires out of there, which is what you do when the British show up and we're just like, hey, do you want to maybe like secure our northern border? And you just like be like, no, and then shoot at us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading, I remember reading about the uh, the British retreat from Afghanistan, the second Anglo-Afghan war. Um, it's absolutely amazing. There, there oh, yeah. is, there's a sentence on the Wikipedia of all places that was like, um, yeah, so the, the, the British officers surrounded, attempted to parley with the Afghans, end of sentence, next line, then, comma, the sniping, and you're just like, yeah, no, that, that'll do it. <laughs> it turns out the sniping was the real defining, and the best part was, is the guy that was in charge was told by the Afghans, like, you know what, you can pass, but uh, you have to give us some guns. And the and the Brit- and the British were like, okay, hand over some guns, and they shoot at him again. This is a surprise tool that will help us later. <laughs> I don't understand. I thought we were friends. <laughs> no, it's, it's perfect a toll sniping game, but with guns. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just love a kind of like tribalism and nationalism that you install in a place that like has the perfect terrain for you. Sit on top of your house and you shoot at the enemy all day, and you just like you just chill like that. You have like a mug of tea or whatever, and you can just be like the Team Fortress Two sniper. It's great. Yeah, and then like every couple generations or so, you're like, all right, son, things are They're different. Back again. <laughs> they they look. A- <laughs> They're wearing a different uniform, but yeah. just just keep doing it. <laughs> it got more difficult when they stopped wearing red everywhere, but you get used to it. Uh, uh, your eyes will adjust. Pop was gonna go fix it, so a cup of tea. Do you want anything? Just leaving your kid with whatever, like a car '98 or some shit. <laughs> I'll be back, son. I'm digging a hole. Yeah, well, they love a Lee Enfield in the Kyber Pass, which is absolutely an endorsement of like uh, the "Well, there's your problem" bonus episode on the SAAC, where I was very <laughs> complimentary about the Lee Enfield. Have you ever seen the uh, the gun markets in the Kyber Pass that yes. have like that? They have bolt action AKs and shit. Yeah, they'll just duplicate stuff and invent stuff from like nothing. It's it rules. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're interested in that caliber obscura, is a yes. good follow on yeah. Twitter. For just the fucking weird stuff, although yeah, I think he mostly posts like Syrian gunsmith stuff, but yeah. like the and some Iraqi A stuff. But I know stuff from Idlib, yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, the, the center of this kind of like weird firearm stuff shifts based on where the actual conflict is, but reliably you will just find someone who has just like electroplated a scorpion submachine gun and then put like a bunch of like curlicutes on there. My my favorite thing I think I ever saw is like they had T55s, but like obviously nobody had been trained on to fix or maintain these things in you know decades. 
Uh, but it's it's some guy that had to get a waiver to join the Afghan National Army because he couldn't read or write. But he's like got an entire engine rewired back together and like oh, a rose up like a cannon breach that was clearly forged in somebody's backyard. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that rules. My favorite, my favorite uh, piece of like this improvisation on like a, on a vehicular level, right, was some Syrian civil war footage I found ages and ages ago. I don't even remember which side or who it was. I think it might have been the Free Syrian Army when they were still a thing, right? And it, they had put one of the um the like the ZU-23 anti-aircraft guns, the quad mount ones, on the tiny little Toyota like high ace K-Van. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they had they had propped it up on one side with some bricks, which you needed to do because the guy could do like one trigger pull. It would go brrr, the entire van would shift over 45 degrees. <laughs> you just have to wait for it to like roll back over before you could do it again. It was great. If there's one thing I've learned from weapons and weapons like station, uh, uh, just bolting things together to see if they work, is like the eternal symbol of war is going to be the Toyota symbol crossed with like an AK of some <laughs> variation. Yeah. In like 20 years, the US Space Force is going to invade the moon or some shit, and they're <laughs> going to lose God, the lamp. They're going to lose to some dude driving a fucking Toyota pickup truck with an AK wearing sandals. Like, not again! Oh, you guys again. From the back. I'm just like back. Fancy seeing you here. Afghanistan, very difficult to invade. Traditionally, what empires do is they invade Die Afghanistan, there. fail miserably, and then collapse, right? Yeah. Right. Graveyard well, empire. Please read yeah. The Hooligans of Kandahar. <laughs> uh, I I know a book. Is that the plug I'm supposed to have there? Uh, you know, oh, I, I, I really I really think um, in 20 years or so things will really turn around. If, if you know, <laughs> people don't understand this about counterinsurgency. It's really a 40 year effort. Nobody ever talks about that. It's the 40 year plan. Oh, good. We're about to yeah. liberate Vietnam. Look, if, if we hadn't done such a good job of counterinsurgency in Vietnam, then how come they've dealt with the coronavirus so well? Huh? Yeah, Worked I mean, perfectly. You're welcome. You're welcome. Imperialism works. <laughs> It's the coronavirus was born in the lab to specifically seek out democratic liberty. Uh, is, is what I'm hearing. So yeah, it's it, an it entirely went... like dengist virus. You've got to have some state capitalism going on. It only the, uh, only targets you if you don't have a social credit number. That, uh, <laughs> noted noted friends and allies, uh, the Communist Chinese Party and the Vietnamese Chinese Party get along great. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. All, <laughs> all right. So in Afghanistan is a city called Kabul, right? This is the capital, hmm. right? That's the part where the government has control over the country, uh, which is <laughs> yeah. That's bold of that's, you to say. <laughs> it, it's it's the couple of blocks where the government has control of the couple of blocks. Sometimes <laughs> I think one of the best things I ever heard said was like by a, a an Afghan policeman because one of the times I was I was in Kabul for a short amount of time. And uh, he was like super relaxed on like uh, a chair, just like uh, like a plastic lawn chair, smoking a cigarette. And uh, I was like, "Hey, man!" And my job was supposed to like to train them. Like, shouldn't you like be like looking around for? Like, he's like, "No, no, I don't see any Taliban here right now. That means we're good." <laughs> I'm like, "Holy shit! That's their entire government." <laughs> that guy's thriving. That guy's living his best life, that's and I support that. Technically wrong. No, <laughs> yeah, he made me look like a fucking idiot. I'm like, oh, stupid <laughs> man, like, oh, fucking helmet working? shit. 
<laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> hey, working hold hard up, or hardly working? Yeah, th- th- this this plastic lawn chair, this shitty white plastic lawn chair, cost fifty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, made out of some kind of material from the the depths of like general dynamics that somehow will give you cancer. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, okay, the the thing about Kabul, you know, it's a city where like people live. Like, yeah, we're four, doing the Bhopal thing again. Yeah, four and a quarter million people. It's bigger than Los Angeles. Yeah, Jesus uh, hell. Yeah, yeah the population density much. is crazy. Yeah, and they yeah. got, you know, they got like jobs and lives. They got cars. They got like air conditioning and televisions and stuff. You know, it's like it's like a regular place where like people live. You know, it's just mm. like I don't know. Occasionally, things might explode, which I I don't think is. You can say that of anywhere, like that, which well, is basically yeah. accurate. Yeah, yeah. Basically the the, the laws of like, thermodynamics apply in Kabul as anywhere else, unfortunately. And. Um, and What's the difference between a mass shooting and like someone blowing up their motorcycle? Yeah, and yeah. ready availability of like old artillery shells, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they just need to keep them close by for home protection. <laughs> yeah, just I just love the idea of like being a guy who like collects old Soviet howitzer rounds for like home defense. <laughs> These like, guys, any, are... anybody comes into my house, I'm just gonna fire this howitzer round. <laughs> 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 We should all fear for the poor guy that keeps the uh, the collection of Soviet military artillery uh, just for funsies. Like, oh, yeah. you, you Taliban guys are ruining it for the rest of us! <laughs> yeah, legitimate collectors are being persecuted once again. <laughs> just because I own, like, I collect old Soviet nuclear weapons. Yeah, the, uh, the forgotten you know, uh, weapons guy of Afghanistan is entirely sick of like a bunch of special forces kicking his door in at three in the morning. He's like, it's you guys <laughs> leave again. Me alone. <laughs> yeah, I make yeah. YouTubes. <laughs> I have a license to own these nuclear weapons. Now it's <laughs> It's not not quite the anarcho capitalist paradise you you thought it was. You need a license. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bad part, well, the real criminal is the person that makes you register your howitzer around. <laughs> yeah, oh that's my right. god. I shouldn't need to do that. Sir, I is that not... an assault howitzer shell? <laughs> Fuck! You gotta get a tax god stamp for this. It's any other destructive device. Oh yeah, god. Try to call the ATF about what up the Afghani ATF too? <laughs> oh, you guys will be here in what three and a half weeks? Like, yeah, all right, I'll see you then. <laughs> yeah, the the, Af- the Afghan ATF like they take six years to show up and shoot your dog. <laughs> oh, God. Well, oh, you get God. Some time with her. Where did you guys Where did you guys go to school? L.A. Fuck! God damn it! <laughs> so, so since it's a city, right? Kabul's a city. It needs a lot of stuff, right? You need to bring stuff in. You know, for people like buy like food, and like you need to bring in like Google's uh, tchotchkes, yeah. tchotchkes. Yeah, exactly. How do you get the tchotchkes there? Well, to the north is something called the Salang Pass, right? Don't do it. So <laughs> here, here we are. <laughs> you can either do the north or you can do the south, which is you drive over the border from Pakistan bye, bye, in a bye, truck bye. convoy. Sure. Yep, I'll uh, do that. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And, and, it and, sucks. <laughs> and that's always been fine. No one's ever had any problems with driving a bunch of trucks through the federally administrated tribal areas. It's never been a problem before. Yeah. No. Uh, actually, funny story about that. Um, the uh, so you know, like when the, the U.S. Army ships everything in, normally it's over the fucking 
the the past on truck beds um driven by like from mostly afghans some pakistanis uh and they ship all of like your your gear in a giant box through the same pass so they always get robbed <laughs> so like, you you get back home and you open this giant shipping container it's fucking bare and they've picked it clean and with the end but it still has like the uh the the the, the customs label on it so what they <laughs> so what they did is they cut the whole top of the shipping container off picked everything out and welded it back on so the that u.s customs genius. thing was still on A there level like, of ingenuity that uh that that i salute once again the noble freedom fighters of <laughs> afghanistan I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad i sacrificed my xbox to the cause uh <laughs> yeah, I, i'm glad my xbox could become a martyr for uh the, the, the emirate We've, we've, we've come a long, <laughs> we've come a long way from the uh, the primitive days of stand and deliver. <laughs> oh yeah, like th these people are making advancements in robbery that we never even thought were possible. I mean, does this mean like if if the the Xbox has truly become Shahid, does that mean where does Master Chief fall? Uh, <laughs> because I just I just saw them talk about Memorial Day, so I, I think they might have turned coat. Oh yeah, Halo's like promoted tweet that was like, thank you for your service with a picture of Master Chief. It was like, cool. Uh, they'll ban you if you say that gamers are braver than the troops too, they'll block you for saying that. <laughs> getting, getting blocked by Halo from like, uh, like talking about my memories of Blood Gulch. Awesome. So, if you're going from Kabul to the north, you go up and you enter the Hindu Kush mountains, you go through mm -hmm. This area is the Salang Pass, right? You go up, you get over the other side of the mountain, and there's some more like mountain roads, and then eventually you're back down, and you go to a number of places, mostly in the former Soviet Union, you know, like uh, yeah. out here or Tajikistan, you know, yeah. across the Friendship Bridge, the oh, one tiny oh. like five mile border with China. Yeah, you know what? Well, we're going to talk about the Friendship Bridge. But uh, you know, yeah. this is this is the way to go, right? Just this. This is what there is. So yeah, in the 1960s, the Soviets start pouring a whole bunch of foreign capital into Afghanistan. They're like, yep, like yep, this is going to be the next. We're we're going to invest in Afghanistan. This is a good idea for a world power to do. It's never backfired for anyone else before. Yeah. But like right. the the investment here being, you know, you prop up our guy, and like also like where you get all of the like fetishistic photos of like oh, Afghan mm -hmm. women before the Taliban wearing miniskirts oh, and stuff. Yeah. And like, <laughs> just Kabul. That ne yeah. never like let, they got like they met an incredible amount of graft, uh, mm -hmm. and like the money never left Kabul and like uh, the Charkar province above that. And so it's yeah. like amazing that they had like the, the the level of poverty from like the north and the south. It's like no man, you got played, and they played you but, good. As many skirts happened, and if you can see leg, that's a free country. So the fact that they're communists, notwithstanding, uh, you know, you can absolutely do a post. Like if you're a serious national security guy or whatever, you work at a think tank, you can absolutely do one of those. Like uh, this is what they took from us: reject modernity, embrace tradition. Posts, but it's like a picture of some Iranian woman in like 1950 in like yeah. uh, short skirts. That rules. I love that. Freedom is based on how horny you can be. 
Absolutely um, true. USA, yeah. USA, USA. And so the Soviet Union, the Soviet Union, uh, in in trying to like prop up the People's Party of Afghanistan, uh, created a great deal of horniness, and for this we yeah. should thank them. The the People's yeah. Local Union of Cam Girls is really trying to help out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the um, you know, the Soviet Union came in. They uh, put in a bunch of money so they could build like these big Soviet-style microdistrict apartment blocks. You know, they yeah, got a Chris Chovkas. Yeah, they got um, they put How in deal with the heat. I wonder. Cause... Not great. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, those, those those deal with cold pretty well. They're very well insulated. I wonder if building them to a standard design is like gonna backfire. I don't know if Probably they not. Did the Soviet Union ever have the window air conditioner? Um, um, I'm not actually sure. I've never seen one in in Russia, but like, I, I feel like that would acknowledge mm. that these buildings can't quite cope with every climate if you put a window yeah. air conditioner. You're just like when, you're just like you're in your house, and it just feels like you're wearing one of those quilted jackets all the time. Wait, actually, well, there's, it's, there's, it's there's two window bad. units right here. There's two window huh. units right here. Oh shit! Okay, all well, right. disregard that, I yeah. guess. So, but well, I, I see two for an entire floor. That's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know who the important people are. You just like look for the air conditioners. They put in a trolley bus <laughs> network. You know, sweet. They had, Nice trolley buses, you know, you get the nice the, the air electric, right? This ran until 92, and then, you know, huh. in, the, in the, uh, the Civil War, people stole the copper wires. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, ha having, having trolley buses is a Western innovation, and as such is Haram, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why the Taliban stole the cable, cable wire. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. So you can have the bus, but we're taking this. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so, you know, the Soviets are pouring a bunch of foreign capital in there so they can build, you know, they build apartments, some infrastructure, you know, they, they need to open a market for, you know, Soviet tchotchkes, you know, they need to ship, you know, so they can... Uh, <laughs> a bunch of Matryoshka dolls. Yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of Matryoshka dolls uh, with famous fi figures of the, of the Russian Revolution, you know? Yeah. yeah. You, you can, you can buy, that. like, a, a Pilotka sidecap with, like, a bunch of badges from, like, football clubs mm -hmm. on it. Yes. So, but the thing is, all this stuff had to get into Kabul uh, somehow, right? Hmm. We so, have a drop for this, because you asked me to get a drop for this. Well, we should start by talking about the Soviet Railway Network. <laughs> I'm just gonna cut you off with that. <laughs> just like this is this is your patriotism moment. <laughs> please please demonstrate the proper reverence before we talk. Yeah, there we go. All right. So the the backbone of the Soviet transportation network, more than the backbone, the backbone of I mean the backbone of the whole Soviet Union was its railroads, right? Um, yeah, they were that's very, why it was a good country. Yeah. <laughs> because train goods. Because train good, yes. <laughs> well, you, you'll notice that um, this is a graph of railroad freight ton kilometers, USA versus USSR. This is the same for passengers. Um, there, there, there are different trend lines here. Uh, <laughs> it's still going up even in the 80s. It's still going up until 91. It it was a big problem actually in the breakup of the mm -hmm. Soviet Union because the under Brezhnev the railroads were overstressed, like they mm. were they were using them too hard. <laughs> Tra train good, but like too much train, it becomes yeah. not so good again. 
you, you got to have responsible train ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have a license for this train. <laughs> I, have a, I have a concealed oh, train I, carry permit. <laughs> in, a, in a bizarro world, there's a libertarian train system that is fueled by like the, the fire consumption of poor people. This is Snowpiercer. You've just invented Snowpiercer. <laughs> oh, God damn it. That means we got to turn into a cop show. <laughs> You're the only homicide detective on this train. <laughs> my fa- my favorite detail of the Netflix Snowpiercer thing was uh, I found out one of the lines was like, "Matt, maybe the train doesn't stop. Maybe it just keeps going forever." It's like, yeah, maybe it's like some kind of metaphor for society. <laughs> it's like, yeah, cool, right. Awesome. There's actually a weird uh, libertarian railroad. Uh, it's a German like railroad that goes to an island that has open uh, railroad access. If you, if you own, uh, if you own, James. Yeah. If if you own a railroad vehicle, you can run it on the railroad just freely. I mean, it's like is it called like the, the Der Epstein line? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like right. trains, but I don't like pedophilia. So. No, I, pedophilia I do trains well, bad. I don't do well among <laughs> rail fans, as you can imagine. <laughs> They're really subscribing to the libertarian line so they can demand con- the, the banishment of consent law. Yeah. <laughs> the lines don't go above the 13 line, then it starts back down at one. It's really weird. <laughs> All right, so... The Soviet Union relied on its railroads. Um, anywhere in the Soviet Union that was inhabited, or nearly everywhere, had access to railroad uh, transportation. Yeah, plus, some places in some that way. are uninhabited, thanks to Papa Stalin being like, "Let's have all these poets Fuck build it. a line <laughs> linking the far north to like the other bit of the far east, two yeah, places where no one lives." Got, should not have gotten a C minus average at Volgograd Technical College. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, should not have done the equivalent of posting in your time. Uh, because because of your <laughs> because of your literary shit post, you will now have to go and dig a tunnel to suck Aline. Yeah, what they shit poet? What yeah. they what they used to call poetry, we now call shit posting. That's um, right. But you know, so you know, roads are really bad in Russia because the the railroads were so you know good. I mean, they worked really well. You know, this is all built to the same gauge, same standards. That's Russian gauge. Five foot between the rails, yeah. as opposed to four foot eight and a half inches. Because if you put standard gauge in Russia, the Russians are afraid you'll invade them, and they'll be right. Yes, but there's also like <laughs> the whole. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, the reason why there's no like a contiguous rail link, where you have to have a break of gauge if you're going across Russia to like anywhere else, like China, is because the 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 Soviets and then the Russians are like, no, if you use the same train, that train will suddenly instantly become full of the Waffen SS, and you will drive it straight into Moscow Station and like Jesus try Christ. to overthrow what? the government. I, I, That's know. a very Russian version of Pokemon. Suddenly, the SS appeared. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck. They do like a Team Rocket intro. (laughs) (laughs) Triumph of the Will just is going to get like restarted as a Pixar children's film now. Ah, Cars too. The way this railroad works is like you know uh, in the in the Soviet Union uh, and the Eastern Bloc, it's all the same trains, same gauge from Kaliningrad to Vladivostok, from Murmansk to. Sir Head of Bat, which is southern Turkmenistan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the I'm gonna hit the fucking drop again. <laughs> all the way all the way into eastern Poland and you know, as 
even Helsinki, uh, the Finnish railways are Russian gauge, right? This is all interoperable. You know, you get the yeah, Pacific. Yeah, so who really won the continuation war anyway, bitch? Exactly. You know, these trains can run for miles and miles and miles without stopping, without changing anything. The train conductors write the history books. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, these were good at, like, you know, serving rural areas. Um, you know, we had this th thing called the Elektrishka. Um, this is this is wonderful. I like the I like the the, the communism. That's a yeah. sick paint job. Yeah, yeah. Com so, communism yeah. is uh, Soviet power plus electrification, right? That's yeah, yeah. Uh, Lenin's Lenin's formula for it. So, if you lived in like a yurt, right, in middle of nowhere, godforsaken Central Asia, right, if you could make it to the railroad tracks, you could flag down one of the passing electrishkas, right, such as this. They would stop the train yeah, and let you on. throw your Valenok at the, at the windshield, and yeah. it just like donks off and the guy stops it. <laughs> yeah, and they'd let you on, and then that would take you to the next big city, and then, you know, you could then probably, you go get a train to, from there to Moscow, you know, yeah. be there I, I, like I know a day. a joke about this. Yeah. Uh, oh, a joke with this setup, which is that uh, the, the, the Chukchi, the, what, like one of the Sami peoples, one of the indigenous peoples of Russia, he, uh, he gets the train to Moscow and uh, he, he, like, he does the tourist thing and then he comes back to his village and they ask him what, uh, what communism is like in, in Moscow. And he says, it's wonderful, everything's for the betterment of man. I even saw that man. <laughs> I'll do that. Hang, hang on a second. I'll give myself sitcom laughter for that one. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, if like they like chucked a shoe at the front of the train to get it to stop uh, when they're outside of it, how did they let them know? Like, hey, I need to get off here. This is my you village. Throw the Valenok at the like door of the cabin. <laughs> no, you, you, a, you would tell a, a specific area. Please throw here. <laughs> Oh, you'd, yeah, you'd, just you'd, a you'd, big you'd, target with Trotsky's face on it. <laughs> you, you'd, you'd talk to the conductor, you'd say, hey Boris, I need to get off at milepost whatever, and he'd say, okay. Uh, yeah, and like, the, measurement of, the, the measurement of stuff in railway mileposts is like an enduring feature of the Soviet Union and then Russia. Like, you could be exiled from Moscow to a number of mileposts, like yeah, your propiska, you your internal passport would not be valid beyond like 400 miles from Moscow. Yeah, they'd send you that 100-kilometer town, that was the usual thing. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, if you... But, you know, most places were accessible by train, just relatively easily, assuming your internal passport lets you go there. Some places didn't have electrishkas like this, they had diesel trains, in which case they just called them diesels. Some places... Some places yeah, diesel. Didn't, yeah, I love a loan word. Some places didn't have even that. They would have... Um, you know, just an old locomotive and some ratty passenger cars and then a couple freight cars on the back, you know, usually. And that was called a bichavoz, which is... <laughs> what did you call me? That's Russian what for... What did you call me? Bichavoz. <laughs> that's <laughs> Russian for hobo train. I love to throw my Valena at the Yobtsvoyovat <laughs> to get to Moscow. That's useful if you gotta like you have to bring your yak with you, you know, or something like that, you know. Oh sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, yaks aren't good at tucking and rolling on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you have to do like the channel tunnel again. You walk the yak onto a flatbed. <laughs> the yak elevator. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, like, anytime someone says passenger trains can't work in America because it's too big and spread out. Uh, oh.
this this worked it's a system that worked yeah we're gonna have to have like train line ceos have twitter accounts to shit post to make people interested in going on the trains in america (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's true so all right (sighs) okay so how do you get things into afghanistan knowing we have up here very carefully these are all these are all soviet countries with very good railways and Afghanistan didn't have any railways at this point. Mm. There was briefly a tram in Kabul, but that ran for like a couple years in the twenties. Um, yeah. and then so, and then like the Taliban's great grandfathers took the copper wiring out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it actually it actually started the Taliban. Like this isn't right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one guy opens a madrasa to like lecture against the influence of trams, and the next thing you know, so. In Uzbekistan, the city of Termez, uh, which is very, very, very old place, um, the railroad reached there in 1925, right? So mm. at that point, if you're trying to ship tchotchkes to Kabul, right, you know, you have a, a couple boxcars full of uh, Matryoshka dolls, you have to Adidas take it- pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, gonna, these gonna, are Soviets. They're not Gopniks yet. <laughs> not yet. It's too early. <laughs> no, that's the Amer- the Americans fly those in, I believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, the main export of uh, of Russian col- post Soviet Russian culture is the Gopnik. <laughs> just like, they're just stacking up a bunch of guys squashing, smoking cigarettes down to like the filter, just in a boxcar. Yeah. Natural gas, natural Gopnik. Hey, yeah. 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 You close up the boxcar and you just hear hard bass echoing from inside. <laughs> oh, guys, right. do it. Here's your standardized Counter-Strike terminal. Try not to kill each other. <laughs> so so you, you take it on the train down to Termez, right? And then you unload it and you got to bring it on a truck down to the docks. And you got to unload it from the truck and then you got to put it on a barge. The barge goes down the river just a little bit, right? It's not a proper ferry, to my knowledge. It was a barge. Like, with mm. really crappy, like, old-timey, like, wooden barge. Couldn't handle a truck. So then, then you got to uh, Heritan in Afghanistan, right? Which is just about, right about here, right? And then you mm-hmm. gotta take it off the barge. You gotta put it back on a truck. What color should okay. I use for the truck? I'm gonna use blue. Yeah, just draw like a Ural or something on yeah, the yeah. on the map. And so then you take the truck down pretty crappy roads, right? And then you bring it to the Salang Pass. I, I, mm. that went too you're far. playing you're playing mud runner or spin yeah. tires at this exactly. point. Well at some point the, the, the road disappears. You gotta take it off the truck and you gotta put it on a goat. No, you don't. No, you don't. just drive over the mountain. It's <laughs> easy. Oh, you, just t- no, no, you, you turn you turn all wheel drive on, you go into a low gear. And then you spend an hour going at like one mile an hour, and then you rage quit. It's easy. I miss my fucking cheap. Very uh, fucking cheap. <laughs> let's not uh, let let's not discount the uh, public transport via goat. All right, as long as, long as it works. Yeah, tra- train train goods, car bad goats goods. Goat, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say know. goat is chaotic neutral here. Yeah, exactly. yeah, goat is up there with horse. So you, you yeah. know the goat the goat's got to bring the stuff over this mountain. You know. Long twisty path, you know, and then the goat, like, maybe the goat, like, breaks down or something, which I guess just means it's <laughs> you hungry. Gotta fix the yeah, goat. You gotta fix the goat. You gotta <laughs> goat go mechanic. <laughs> I'm the goat yeah, mechanic. I spent two years in goat mechanic trade school, <laughs> goddammit. Don't you take away mechanic. from my education. 
goat mechanic sounds like a slur. I, yeah. It isn't, but it sounds so much like one. So, you take the stuff off the goat once you've gone over the mountain and you put it back on a truck. Keep in mind this truck had previously been transported over the mountain on a goat. A <laughs> yeah, you just have to get a really big goat, like a truck-sized like, goat. You use like several goats, like six or seven goats. Yeah, this absolutely goat Fitzcarraldo is happening yeah. here. So then, having moved, that's a lot of goats. Well, think we're moving like six boxcars worth of uh, chachkis on like I don't know six hundred goat trips, probably. You know, mm. how so, many goat power is that? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm one GP. What's the division by horsepower? I'm trying to keep. Yeah, what is here. the equivalent horsepower of a goat? I assume a goat Point is like two. a third of a horsepower. Low. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna say a goat's at least one quarter horse. Like it's 25. <laughs> like if you red, if you redline a goat, I think you should be able to go a quarter as fast. It's just a goat with a, a, like a goat GCI. Gucci stands for goat. Yes. <laughs> the image. The image. The image of in my mind is Liam up the Hindu Kush trying to redline, trying to V-max a goat. Let's go. Let's go, Sally. We are gonna get to the village by sunset, goddammit. Just letting out slight hisses as you fucking downshift. I, so I'm, I'm googling goat horsepower, and I, I got an answer to a better question, which is, how many goats would it take to generate two gigawatts? Um... <laughs> I'm, I, I want to go back to the downshifting thing. Bah, bah. <laughs> an, average, an average goat weighs 150 pounds to the average horse's 1,200. So let's call the goat to horse ratio 8 to 1. It would then take 1.492 times 10 to the 9th power multiplied by 8 equals 1.1936 times 10 to the 10th power goats to generate 2 gigawatts of energy. <laughs> I knew I should have paid closer attention in goat mathematics. <laughs> Good. So after you, you you use the goat, which you, you redline the whole time, you load the stuff back <laughs> oh, on the truck, no. and then you bring it bring it back to Kabul, right? You bring the stuff, you bring the tchotchkes to Kabul, an and then you goat. can give people nice Soviet tchotchkes, right? So, mm. this is not a great system. You can see there's an obvious bottleneck here where you gotta Go through a shitload of goats, you know. And like, there's not like a broad like it's it's a goat track, right? You're not getting a lot of goats in parallel. And you're also no. like you're shipping everything this way. Like, if there's a I'm just gas, thinking, if there's a gas station playing, in Kabul, if you're a gas hmm. station, you're like getting gasoline shipped in via a goat with two fifty-five gallon drums. To, uh, attached to the sides. I mean, right? the, the joke that I'm thinking of is, if you just apply American urban planning to this, you end up with the same thing, but an 800 lane wide goat track. <laughs> <laughs> so the Soviet Union decided, alright, we're gonna do all this investment in Kabul, we should probably do some infrastructure improvements, and they build something called the Salang Tunnel and the Salang Pass, uh, the road. Yeah, even it even sounded like it needed the national anthem there. <laughs> and I'm calling it that is Masood. You can see the hat. Huh. Oh, yeah. I couldn't see the hat. I couldn't like zoom in far enough. Huh. Yeah. The uh the this picture's a little bit better, it looks like. Huh. Sweet. So 
So they, they they improved the road. You can see this is like a two-lane-ish road over the pass as opposed to the goat path that previously existed. And there's a lot of hairpin turns and crap and, you know. Uh, yeah, I see that. They're looks legitimately terrifying. <laughs> it's exhausting <laughs> to drive. Like it, it's real bad. Especially, uh, are you guys are, are y'all familiar with uh, like um, uh, jingle trucks or like South Asian truck culture? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Where that. they like hyper decorate the trucks. Yes, yes. And it's like got yes. like a whole like curtain of bells around each it's, side. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I wish there was some kind of like demolition derby, but for like to crown sounds. Yeah. To, to crown like the king of all jingle trucks, but uh, they go like uh, redlining balls the wall down this road that is not big enough to hold two of them around most of these curves, <laughs> and they do not move. Uh, like they'll come. It's like watching chicken at sixty miles an hour on a mountain pass, and so they'll assume that somebody will eventually chicken out and move to the side. Yeah, I, I am shocked. Awesome. I never saw anybody die. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that. Oh man, yeah. It's like for, it's the shades of the road of death in I think Peru, except yeah, Bolivia. Yeah, Bolivia. It, yeah. Ex except for the fact that like you don't have the color distinction to tell you which side is the death. It's all brown. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Nope. Thank you. No. Thank you. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm getting like dirt blindness from looking at this. It gets pretty Tom bad doing that. Just being like, nah, fuck. Nope. 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 I drive a small <laughs> car. Just nope. <laughs> So the, uh, this was this was largely mined by hand. You know, this is a uh, one and a half mile long tunnel, I believe. They mined it by hand because all the tools they brought up had to be transportable by goat. Um, Man, Soviet miners. I'm beginning to see why uh, they had they comprised a power block in their own right within the Soviet Union. Uh, <laughs> Just by virtue of like not wanting to say no to the guy who digs a mile and a half through an Afghan mountain based entirely with like goat transportable logistics. I also think that they underestimated the goats. Uh they strap enough goats they could have got like a, a shovel up there or like one of those giant like <laughs> drills or whatever, like just keep slapping goats on it. Yeah. We've been doing this for yeah. years. How like, much does a tunnel boring machine weigh? Probably not that much. I mean, we have like 3,500 goats transporting a platform. Getting them to move in unison <laughs> is like difficult. But <laughs> and if there was one like group of people that could figure it out, that they would definitely have the goat mathematics experts to figure out how many goat power they need to move that drill of oh, like 18,000 mountains. Uh, yeah, I, I, I studied at the um, Technologist uh, uh, Institute de Goat. Genuinely, right? Like, I, I, I like, am aware of like friends who are in Afghanistan. Uh, like, the extent to which public engineering and civil engineering is like a venerated profession. Like, you can like admiringly call someone engineer Jan to mean like, hey, you know, you a guy who fixes the generator. Uh, and it's like a kind of, uh, it, it's like a highly valued thing. So like, presumably the guys who dig this tunnel, like they're, they're, they're doing okay for themselves, right? Good. They they're definitely goat rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Get them the goat money. They have more goats than I do, I can say that much. Well, yeah, it, it, it's a cover of Buster Rhymes' Arab money, they're getting Pashto money. 
I tried to convince you to buy a goat, and you wanted no part of it. So I don't know if you that where, where would you keep a goat? Well, I don't think that's any of your goddamn business, Alex. <laughs> I mean, it's a solid investment. From like uh, eight years ago, you get a goat for like 25 to 30 bucks. Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna hit peak goat, and then pretty soon they'll be paying you to take the goat off their hands. Yeah, it's 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 not a pyramid scheme. It's uh, uh, multi-leveled goat marketing. I'm building I'm building goat equity. So when they finished this tunnel, it was the highest road tunnel in the world, eleven thousand feet above sea level. That's since been surpassed by some bullshit in Colorado. Which um, looks exactly the same as this. The second picture is of Colorado. You can't convince <laughs> me otherwise. So they, um, the highway through the Salang Pass was improved. There's still, you know, winding, treacherous, many hairpin turns, a lot of avalanche hazards. There's been some severe avalanches recently on the pass. Um, and of course, they, they tried to make this an all weather route, but it's not, not quite there. It's um, not even most close. weather route. It's, it's some and weather. It's, there's, there's not any like uh, like Mr. Plows of Afghanistan going trying to clear those roads. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have more snow sheds. Like that seems like something that would make sense here. Where the and they fuck just would you put it? it. <laughs> what? Where would you put it on a mountain pass? A, a snow shed? You just build it over the road. That's where like snow sheds go. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like okay. like like, like the like that. think like think about like Swiss highways, right? Where they oh, build sure. the like yeah, roofs yeah, yeah, over no, the I thing. Got you, I got you. Part, part of the solar tunnel. I am a dumb American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those things are fucked though, because like it, it gives me anxiety because you're like driving through like a, a twenty mile long tunnel, uh, but like you can see from the outside, and it's like it's not great. It's it's better than Michigan's uh, resolution to that problem when I was a kid. It's like, just throw salt on it. Yes, it eats your car and the road alive, but like, Don't it'll work. <laughs> Whatever, then we'll have to buy too. a new car in five years. Too. They're just like, we don't give a fuck about your car. We give a fuck about your kids. We give a fuck about your life. Like, nope, salt, eat this. This wouldn't happen if you had a goat. Yeah. The goat, the goat would just be eating the salt. It's fine. That's why they have strict goat control in most places. <laughs> the whole road is a salt lick for goats. <laughs> I'll be right back. I need to use the restroom. Yeah, oh, sure. Of course you do. All right, that's that's where I'm cutting the episode in half. Uh, you 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 get the rest of it uh, next week. Um, all right. Uh, see you then. Well, I won't see you. It's a podcast. You, you you'll hear us. Is what'll happen. Okay. Bye.